0: The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11.
1: Lots to talk about in state and federal politics. Today we've got political analyst Terry Barnes on the line. Terry, thanks for joining us on such a busy day. Good morning, Mitchell.
0: Hey. Well, Hi.
1: Well first of all can you be an MP in Parliament and be found guilty not that Tim Smith has been but uh, he may be found guilty of drink driving offenses is that consistent or do you need to resign from Parliament completely
0: uh, look I don't think it's a resign from Parliament completely offense though it's a pretty pretty uh, well it's pretty unimpressive to be honest with you but uh, certainly it's uh, something that he needed to resign from the front bench about uh, because uh, there's precedent for that in terms of other opposition or Liberal Party politicians and drink driving. Um, but certainly I think it's a leadership test for Matthew Guy in the sense that he actually tried to put pressure on uh, another MP, Simon Ramsey, to, to, for a similar reason, though with less damage done, as I understand it, uh, when he was uh, opposition leader the first time around. So if he's going to be consistent, he should be... Uh, leaning on
1: tim smith to consider his future well we'll be talking to simon ramsey after 10 o'clock but yeah i think simon ramsey didn't crash into anything from memory whereas the photos from tim smith's incident are pretty horrific looking luckily there was no one in the path of that car but um it seems to have derailed the opposition of it because i don't know what you think but to me under matthew guy they seem to be maybe doing a little bit better than michael o'brien but this has shifted all the attention away from that i would have thought
0: well, certainly I think people have been listening to Matthew Guy, and I don't think it's only reflected on Michael O'Brien. I think it's a reflection on some of the decisions that the Andrew's government has made, particularly in relation to this uh, uh, pandemic legislation bill, uh, amendment bill that's going through at the moment. But uh, but the other side of that is that uh, the person leading the charge in oppos- opposing that bill, and I have to say it's very rearguard action catch up, and catch-up uh, and the opposition was caught flat-footed, but nonetheless, uh, Tim Smith was the shadow Attorney General and he was the one charged with seeing that bill through in the lower house and then working presumably with David Davis, the upper house leader, uh, to get uh, any amendments uh, passed on it in the upper house to, to at least make it more palatable as far as uh, I think, uh, not just the Liberal Party, but uh, many members of the Victorian public go. So, yes, it's a big blow to Matthew Guy at exactly the wrong time. And Daniel Andrews, uh, who's uh, taken a a lot of stick, personal stick, quite vicious stick in many ways from Tim Smith on social media, um, uh, will be probably uh, feeling quite happy about the situation, uh, even though uh, I think anybody caught in this uh, this mess uh, is unfortunate, but as you say, no damage, no one was hurt. I think that's the crucial
1: thing. Yeah, absolutely. Look, it's not just Daniel Andrews, it's been other MPs in the firing line. Um, I saw, I saw um, is it Sean Lean or Sean Leanne he uh, said, Tim Smith said I should resign. Be- mean, yeah. yeah, well he said, Tim Smith said I should resign because I had hair that was too long. Um, and then I think it was Dustin Hulse and Tim Smith said he should resign over the door kicking in incident. So, you know, when you're calling on other MPs to resign and getting stuck into them on social yeah. media, I suppose you've got to make Make Sure, your own house is in order.
0: Well, that's right. I, I think there's also the the old uh, old thing of Schadenfreude and fraud, of taking delight in other people's misfortune. And I think I'm there's touch the of dream. that
1: going around Spring
0: Street this morning, but not just I'm on the Labour side, because Tim uh, Smith was a, a very uh, you know, take no prisoners political operator as far as his own side went, and particularly in factional politics. So um, if the uh, and, and effectively, he won the seat of Q in 2014 on the back of uh, strong support from Josh Frydenberg, both the treasurer and senior liberal and the local member. So um, if Josh Frydenberg uh, effectively takes away his support from Tim Smith, I think his political a career maybe in deep, deep doo.
1: Uh, How do you think we should feel today? Because just in terms of the overall pandemic situation, it seems like we've really pivoted quickly as a state. We've gone from being in full-on lockdown to now having a flight from Singapore landing today at 10 o'clock where people apparently won't have to be in quarantine. So it's been quite a shift. Yes, it has. And I I
0: think that's a credit to... uh... Dominic Perrottet, above all people, because I think that uh, he's been the catalyst for sh- changing attitudes, not just in Victoria in terms of lockdowns and dealing, living with uh, the coronavirus, but also I think federally in terms of Scott Morrison feeling that uh, the feds have to pull their fingers out to look like they're being proactive and, and showing some leadership. So, although though I feel sorry for that, it's uh, The change of leader in New South Wales seems to have been a catalyst for other things happening. And, uh, and, but look, I think in Victoria we're still well behind New South Wales in terms of uh, the way that they uh, ease restrictions at the 80% mark and planning to ease restrictions at the 90% mark. So um, our freedom is, is, the, is, is, is a relative concept really, isn't it? So um, I, I liken it from going from a maximum security jail to not quite a prison farm, but a medium security jail. And uh, I think there's more to go yet. And I think uh, the government, although it's, it's held out some good things around the 90% mark, uh, could still go further now.
1: And uh, there was a few people in Geelong, I know, watching all the cars coming down Latrobe Terrace heading towards the coast <laughs> from Melbourne and feeling a bit nervous. Should we be feeling nervous in regional Victoria? Or do you think with the vaccination levels of what they are that the virus is going to spread, but it won't be quite as catastrophic? Well, I think uh, the thing that...
0: Uh, government has picked up on and I think, uh, rightly so, is that uh, while the, the case numbers are high uh, on a daily basis, the reality is that, when in terms of hospitalizations, in terms of ICU and ventilators, it's actually actually manageable. It's uh, and and we're coping. And uh, in terms of uh, coronavirus and infections, we're still talking about a handful of a handful of people in Greater Melbourne uh, who have been, uh, you know, caught the bug. Uh, and so, so you know, the ninety nine point nine percent of the the greater Melbourne population, and, and particularly those who hit the road on six pm on Friday night, and certainly uh, given this is the, the Melbourne Cup, the facto long weekend, uh, having a good time in the region, bringing bringing their money, bringing their their wealth, you know, their their their, their customers, regional businesses, is actually a good thing. So I think we've always had the thing about the coronavirus and the pandemic is it's serious, but we've always needed to keep it in perspective. And I think, again, New South Wales did a bit of Victoria because they realised they had an economy to save and a a society to save, as well as to save us from the effects of coronavirus. And the the change, change of attitude here with the Victorian government, I think in that sense,
1: is most welcome. How do you think the economy will bounce back because I went for a walk through Federation Square on Friday night probably one of the few to be going the other way on the roads from regional Victoria into Melbourne and to be honest it was a little bit sad seeing so few people there and so many businesses with lots of empty tables on Friday night in Fed Square whereas I know you know on a Friday night with the football and everyone walking to the MCG that place would usually be pumping. Well,
0: that's right, but I think uh, with uh, with this People are going to have to get used to being in the city again. I haven't been to the CBD in Melbourne. And I'm, I'm in Mento. So I'm you know, not that far away.
1: Mm.
0: Um, you know, I think in about six months. And I, I have no great urge to go back in. Um, but uh, I think to uh, the way that the CBD has been the centre of the universe for generations, for centuries even, um, has been turned on its head by this pandemic. And, and whether the notion of uh, a central business district in, in, in cities like Melbourne in future uh, is, is going to be the norm. I, I, I don't know. And I, I really feel for businesses who have been hit hard by this and will continue to be hit hard uh, while uh, while uh, people stay away from the centre of the city.
1: Well, thanks so much for being on the program. I appreciate it. I know it's a very busy day and lots of political analysis to do. So thanks for giving us some of your time. Thanks, Mitchell. Pleasure. Thank you, political analyst Terry Barnes with us there.